And this week, we are bringing you Resolution from 2012, directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, and written by Justin Benson. A man imprisons his estranged, junky friend in an isolated cabin in the boonies of San Diego to force him through a week of sobriety, but the events of that week are being mysteriously manipulated. Do, 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 do. And knowing that the manipulation word just kind of really stuck out. So I kept trying to see who was going to manipulate who mm-hmm. in the two actors that we had for a majority of this movie. Yes, I think um, that that having watched the movie now, because we read it actually right before we started watching the movie and now reading it again, that manipulated word like changed the meaning for mm-hmm. me too. And how things were actually being manipulated, I actually was not expecting. No, I wasn't either. Um, although there was a poster that I saw, it's, it's like an alternative poster, mm-hmm. um, and it and it gives it away. Really? So yeah. Okay. I'm glad that we didn't. I didn't see the poster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I. It's a very contained movie. Very small movie. You mm-hmm. you said that the twenty thousand dollars. That's I insane. mean, that's a lot of money. Money I don't have, but like... For a movie? For a movie? Whoa. Yeah. Dang. I mean, right away when it started, I called out, you know, the, not only was this shot back in 2012, and you can tell that our cameras have gotten better, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's super hyper-focused in today's world that seeing a movie from 2012 does kind of make it look a little grindy, a little... yeah homemade it it was definitely it looked indie it felt indie uh it, they were definitely shooting on i think dslr cameras because there was there's this like certain hue of orange and yes. yellow that you can tell that oh shoot like we're shooting on a dslr and it was also how the camera was moving was very almost home, handheld handheld yeah. home video like yeah. Which, oh, so what you're literally saying, because I don't know cameras, I don't know their, their styles, but like literally a little small one. Yeah, with like the, the little point and shoots oh, with the lenses. My, my brother had one of those and yeah. he made a, 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 I've told you about it, the uh, witchcraft one. The witchcraft, like Blair Witch? Witch Blair Witch okay. project, yes. Fair, yeah. like classic It one. looked good. Nice. I mean, it looked what it needed to look like. Right. I liked it. I, well, I enjoyed it. And the thing kind of like talking about that camera coming out in general, cause I had that, uh, like one of the early DSLRs too. And that really kind of changed film in a way, because first of all, it's digital. So it's, it, you're actually not even shooting on film. Second of all, these cameras became way more consumer friendly. Like anyone can go to a store mm-hmm. and pick up one of these cameras. They're like shoot. 120 or some shit. Like they were that. cheap. Relative to what the time the film industry was using for standard films, mm-hmm. but you could get the same quality. So you have these people, um, 
a lot more people becoming independent filmmakers and trying to make their own and being more experimental with shooting and the film industry definitely went through a change and more movies were being were going towards this look and also you were seeing a lot more independent films because yeah. people were just shooting them in their homes i'm sure that this was somewhat the case for this movie too because twenty thousand dollars is i mean nothing. i i read kind of his bio uh this just in person because mm -hmm. i was very interested to see what other films he's done because I don't, I can't really recall his name. Um, and it really did seem like he just had this idea with friends and just grabbed the camera and just went and filmed it. Mm -hmm. uh, and we start with our drug addict uh, lead character, mm -hmm. Chris. Chris. And it's a home video shot very like jump cutty, mm -hmm. loud screaming. He's like shooting off guns. He's smoking crack. He's cutting himself. He's smoking more crack. He's playing with his dog. He's smoking more crack. It's just like a like freaking meltdown of a of a character. Mm -hmm. You can see him just absolutely just his health is declining. His sanity is declining. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't quite sure where we were gonna start. It looked like it was the ending of a film. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was, yeah, going to be the ending Which, somehow. Yeah, it's revealed that our other main character, Mike, is actually watching this. He sent this video, we learn later, um, and also a map, a map to Chris's, Chris's location. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, he, for some reason, feels like it's his duty to go help his friend and get him clean. It's his, not only just a friend, it was his best friend. Mm -hmm. So I feel like as hard as it is to get somebody sober, you would try, you would try a couple of times. Mm -hmm. They definitely, as we learned through this film, have lost contact recently. And it sounds like Chris has lost contact with pretty much everybody. There's even a line that Mike says, like, pretty much everybody hates you right now. Yeah. Well, because he's lied and stole and, and everything, yeah. hurt people's feelings. Nobody wants to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's fair on both accounts, but um, it's like he, I think Chris has been doing drugs for the last three years. At least, yes. Yeah. He's been doing drugs before, but like meth and, mm -hmm. you know, crack cocaine, those two have been like recently. Yes. Sounds like he's really spiraled recently. Yeah, and nobody wants to help him, and Mike is the only one. And he knows that if he doesn't try at least this one one last time, no one will ever see him again. Mm -hmm. So, And that damn. kind of comes back tied with Mike's life, too, where he talks about, like, he's kind of moving on. He's at this point in his life where he has a wife, and they're going to have a kid. Mm -hmm. And he's about to move into that new phase of, like, being a father and I think that that's a very big step, obviously, for any person having their first child. You kind of feel like you're leaving somewhat of your old life behind you. It, Nothing it, is going to be the same no, after this. No, at all. So Chris is probably a reminder of that and a, and a very important tie that he has to that part of his life. And it's almost like him, this last-ditch effort for him to try to save him and get him clean is also him trying to save a part of his old life before mm -hmm. he moves on. And he, he, Chris is living pretty bad. I mean, he 
he's essentially homeless because he talks about going from place to place every two weeks or so yeah and the place that he is in now is this ramshackle house thing in the middle of the mountains essentially Mm -hmm. in san diego it looks like the house was done like it was done on the outside they just needed to move into the inside it looks like a little studio house uh like apartment Mm -hmm. um and nothing inside is finished. No. There's cabinets, but never used. Never used. Yeah. yeah. There's not even a bed in there. I mean, there is a mattress. A mattress. Yeah. But. And when Mike comes and meets him for the first time, he's like shooting off guns in the air. He's shooting at the birds. Yeah, that was so uh, trauma-inducing. His, his, I got to say, like, at least in the early parts, especially the actor that's playing Chris is very well selling that he is this like manic drug addict mm-hmm. and that's been smoking crystal meth and not sleeping for weeks. Maybe the acting in this movie was phenomenal. Yeah. I really enjoyed the film. <laughs> <laughs> the film, everything about this, but yeah, the acting of um, that, that guy, he was so good. Yeah. He, I was scared. I I was it, it was anxiety inducing listening to him because he was just all over the place. He'd be like talking about the birds here. He'd be asking, "Hey, Mike, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while." Oh, sh- the the birds, the birds. They're they're government spies. Like <laughs> a lot of crazy they're satellites. Yeah, they're satellites always listening. <laughs> and that was a big part of his character through this movie mm-hmm. too, of his paranoia. Yeah. Um, which obviously doing drugs and especially crystal meth, that is a side effect. So that kind of allows Mike to be somewhat dismissive of a lot of the things that he says. Um, oh yeah. But Mike is also starts saying some crazy fucking shit in this movie too. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because at one point I wrote, I was like, they're switching out who's the sane one, who's the insane one. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's moments in which Chris, um, who gets handcuffed, um, is going through his uh, sober states. <laughs> and of course, with that comes many, many complications. But um, at one point, he just looked a lot better than fucking Mike did. Oh, yeah. For and sure. Mike is just like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I get it. Because towards the end, it just started becoming really strange. I was like, I was pointing the finger at everybody. I was like, oh, yeah. it's you. No, it's you. Yeah. No, it's you. And I was like, maybe it's not anybody. Are we all going crazy? Are we is all going us? crazy? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it does. How it... did I get this drink? <laughs> I wasn't holding this before. What the fuck? Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. It does this great little switch there where we, in this first moment of them meeting each other, they establish so well how much we should distrust Chris and all of his ranting and the fact that he needs to smoke crack to calm down at a certain point. They do such a good job of us trusting Mike you know we think that he this is the guy that's going to come in and just look after him be very much this caretaker 
we as the audience can fully trust him. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point... He's so... Uh, the I think the uh, choice of actor was well done as well. He had such a soft mm -hmm. voice. Um, not only was it low in register, but also just it's... I'm going to sound very weird, but like the texture of it was just so caring. Mm -hmm. So light. Mm -hmm. Kind of femme. In the sense that it was just like, it was, it, it just was a perfect balance between Chris, who was yes. always shouting and demanding and begging. Mm -hmm. He had these moments where he would go away in this time when he's taking care of Chris. He would go off and do things throughout the day, but there was always a moment where he would call his wife too. Mm -hmm. And in certain moments, he like kind of didn't really tell the full truth about what was going on. It was, like, a nicer version of what had happened. Yes. I think it's to, like, not terrify her or get her scared. Because supposedly he's supposed to be in a rehab. He's supposed to be, like, helping Chris get to a rehab. Right. They're not there. No. She, he doesn't tell her that. I think you're right. She's He's definitely trying to calm her. But I think he's also, on some level, trying to sell it to himself. We also have these, like, two drug dealers. Fucking Micah and Billy. Micah and Billy. Classic, white, trashy, <laughs> drug addict motherfuckers. They're, like, yay tall. Yeah. And they're like, I fucking dare you, man. Yeah, I fucking dare you. Wish you would. I wait, I use that. What are you going to do? Use that. We're coming back. Chris, I guess, owes them money or drugs. Yeah, so money. Money. Money because... He didn't receive his um, his check from the government, mm. um, and they split some with him, and he went to go buy drugs with it. I see. So essentially, what they what he owed was that wad of drugs. Drugs. Yeah. Big old wad of drugs. Yeah, because there's Sack no way that he had money to pay them back. Oh no. I mean, living in this situation, no way. No. So there's also, they keep kind of like visiting back. And at one point, I don't know if it's Billy or Micah, but he has a massive wrench. I was like, what do you use <laughs> It that was for? Micah. It was like comically big. It was, I mean, compared to his head too, that was yeah. like this tiny, you know, like it was like a little cantaloupe. And then the wrench, what the hell do you work? The tractors? Maybe, yeah. I would assume trucks, maybe. Matt, like, just big, or maybe bridges. They were, it was <laughs> huge. It was freaking huge. Railroads? Railroads? What are they doing out there in San Diego? I don't know. Oh, God. Boats. When Micah and Billy come around the first time, that's the second day, um, they leave, um, and, um... Mike goes down to the basement, which is literally just a hole on the ground, and it is full of guns. I don't understand why no one came around to grab those guns. It didn't make any sense, really, because there was just a... It wasn't even, like, a base. It was, like, a hole at the, like, base of the, of the house or whatever, and you could just clearly see a... Big table full of guns. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Why didn't Billy and Micah just go down there and be like, 
I mean, I understand having a comically big wrench is way funnier, <laughs> but just get a shotgun, man. It was, yeah. Um, I, I was going to say the words will do the job a lot better, but they're on drugs, so they're probably... They're not thinking. No. They're, they're coming from their, their cruise ship building job with the big wrench and... <laughs> He had this to grab perfect. that with, like, two hands. Yeah. He's like, give me back my money. I want my drinks. <laughs> and he also finds in the basement a box full of pictures. Uh-huh. Like, black and white pictures. And it looks like... I wrote down blurry sex. It, yeah. Blurry it sex. It looked like it could have been a threesome. It was, like, two girls and somebody taking pictures. And I think there was one cub, too. Oh, gross. Yeah, it was nasty. Uh, <laughs> He's like, Ugh. and then there's also like a one picture with like, I think she had like blood on her. So mm-hmm. like almost like ritualistic. It was like just the framing was like the face, a boob and like just like blood trickling down. Yeah. Almost like a handprint. Very kind of dead. Thing. Very dead for sure. Yeah. And he's like, you've, you've seen these pictures down there before? You ever see this? He's like, oh, yeah. Chris is like, I found those in the dirt somewhere. It's crazy what people leave around. Am I right? Mm-hmm. People just leave their shit around. He's like, I was going to sell those to the pawn shop and get money for drugs. <laughs> yeah. So, selling you... it to get money for drugs. Why do you sell some of those guns? Yeah. You don't need all 20 of them. Yeah. Anyway. Actually, you don't need any of them. You're shooting at nothing. And then you don't need guns. In general. Just selling just for drugs, bro. Selling for drugs. I'm trying to help you, man. Well, you could have gotten you. so much money. <laughs> I think at one point around this time, too, he finds a reel. Because he's, like, going for a walk. He leaves and goes for a walk still out of this a movie. Lot. And just... that is when we, like, get some of those kind of jump cuts and video. Yeah. The transitions are, like, uh, the film burning. It yeah. Kind of, it, it looks like we're watching a film real well yeah because like you can cut scenes and then so there could have been scenes in which we didn't see because he ended up taking that path or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so it it starts getting yeah kind of trippy i'm like wait a second who are we in are we part of this movie that's when i that's the first moment i was like thinking like are we part of like what's fucking them up Ooh, essentially i found it it was right after he came across those church people mm-hmm. by the lake and they're like hi we, uh... <laughs> hey it's me it's tim jim and slim <laughs> ah, bless you brother <laughs> they're like black turtlenecks white shirts i'm like what church are you coming from and then like you see around and it's desert and you're like damn it's hot it's hot, brother. It is like 12 a.m. and it's hot. What yeah. are you doing? And they're smoking, right? Yeah, they're smoking by the water. They're church praising, members. Praising the Lord. Okay. That one's for you, buddy. Where did they come from? They Anyways, but there was a time lapse there when they were like... Messiah oh, yeah. will land his vessel before end of days. And that's when it cut. And it cuts and then he's walking. And then he hears... Uh, or find some metal mm-hmm. bunker yes. type of place. And that's where he finds the little film. Yes. Reel. 
Oh, the film is like this weird artsy film of a man coming up to like a bloody woman. And he's like, no, yeah. and he's all bloody too. And then they both look into the camera. It was very creepily. It was so weird. And he's like, what is that? He's like, some weird story. Uh, there is this scene where he is emptying the poop bucket. and The poop bucket. The poop bu- bucket. And then he finds, it looks like an outdoor furnace or something. Like it's a, or like a stove, like made out of stone. And he finds like, like vinyl records in there. Oh my gosh. I think that was like the third day or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he finds a shed too. He's finding a lot of things around. Again, there's a lot of shit everywhere. Yeah. People are leaving their shit around. He plays the records on a record player that he finds in there. And it sounds like a woman pretty much getting murdered. Mm -hmm. Essentially. Like, please, please, please die! Then kind of cuts off. Yeah, it just starts, like, scratching at, please, please, please. please, please. It was so, I was like, please, uh, yeah. Please stop that. Please stop that, please. It was creepy. Please, please, please. (laughs) Yeah, it was very creepy. And didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, he just kind of, like, closed that and didn't know Hmm. what to do. Hmm. Um, He also, uh, before day three... It kind of ends with him telling his friend and showing showing Chris that video that he had sent. He's like, because at one point, the whole time Chris is begging. He's like, please, let me just take a hit. Please, man, please, please. Um, and he was like, Chris was like, why are you even here, Mike? And Mike is like, well, you brought me here. Mm-hmm. You sent me this video and he puts it on. And it's the same one that we opened the movie with. And Chris is like, what are you talking about? I didn't send you that. He's like, this is clearly you. And then you send me a map, too. Yeah. And we never addressed the map. Nope. He was sent... We never really addressed this in general. This fact that something or someone else sent him the video Mm -hmm. and a map. A map. It was not Chris. Who was it? Who is, or, and, and also the thing is like, who is, or what is also making these other things that he's finding? The, yeah. The film and the records, Chris. uh, all this stuff that he's finding, all this shit that he's finding mm-hmm. around. What made that? Where did it come from? Where did it come from? It just keeps seeming like, at first, it seems like mike i mean i made this joke it's like okay so you learn that it's an indian reservation yet you still go and snoop in other people's places Mm -hmm. just because it looks like it's abandoned and in the middle of nowhere doesn't mean that it's not somebody's Mm -hmm. um so he keeps like snooping around and finding shit yeah and then at one point chris says that he's like you keep bringing all this shit here what makes me think that you are not lying? Like mm-hmm. you could be put like you could have DID and be leaving all these like little gifts for yourself. Mm-hmm. And Mike is like, I'm telling you, it is not me. First of all, you're the drug addict. You are the one that's crazy. Right. He keeps I'm reminding not him lying. That. Yeah. He, yeah. Keeps, he keeps reminding him. You're the drug addict. I'm that- not. I think it was for us as the audience members. Like, like, Trust 
trust what we're doing. Like, this one is a drug addict, mm-hmm. like, cliche character, and this is going to be the most, like, professional yeah. scene one. Well, and also, at a certain point, it might be Mike kind of reminding himself, like, you know, you're the crazy one. Mm-hmm. All this stuff that I'm finding, which is very weird, uh, that's that's not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not right. I'm not crazy, right? Like, he's, yeah. at a certain point, he's got to start accepting some pretty crazy shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't towards the end where Mike was like, am I losing my fucking mind? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, that shit would have, it's it's kind of looks like it's gaslighting, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like, uh, this is just too much for me. I'm going to dip out. I'm going to go. It, it does a good job of starting, for us at least as the audience, starting to mistrust Mike. Because we do have these moments of like, I mean, th- seeing it from Chris's perspective, he is trapped in this house. So he only, and there are long periods where, where Mike leaves and then he comes back. Yeah. So he could be like, all right, you could go out and make all this stuff and bring it back and just be doing this to make me go crazy. And or I, I, uh, at one point I was kind of theorizing that maybe it's, Chris, I know that he's handcuffed, but what if he found a way to, like, break that open and he's the one that's manipulating mm-hmm. his friend? Mm-hmm. Um, or he's, like, a part of that church that we ran into. There was just, like, so many possibilities that were, like, given to us many, many reps mm-hmm. in which it could have gone. Yeah. So, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the drug dealers do come back and to warn Chris that we are your impending doom. Yeah. They killed Sarah. They killed Doggy. Fucking assholes, really, man. Really Fucking douche. Douchebags. Douchebags. And then so Mike ends up going to the owner of Sarah to let him know that his dog died. Mm-hmm. And it turns out to be this French guy who lives in a trailer who has some um, like archaeological and anthropological anthropological like antho- anth- and you know, <laughs> yeah. studies of humans you know yeah, anthropologists yeah, anthropologists <laughs> I got it cut, cut that out I got it on the first try <laughs> and he's kind of studied the land and mm-hmm. the stories the indigenous people that have lived there and their folk tales and he's Starts talking about stories and monsters in these stories, too. Yeah. Because his... So, his um, partners, he had no idea what they were studying. He was like, I just... These students were researching something, so I brought them with it. With... Ooh. Oh. Making connections. Yeah. Okay. Theory time. <laughs> oh my gosh the story doesn't want to end I got choked I choked on my own spit I got choked by myself <laughs> um, so like he was talking about these two people right like I mentioned earlier um, that came with him but he had no idea why he needed them to 
come with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't, they weren't studying the same thing. Yeah, they were just. They started off by researching light and pollution or something like that. What did he say? I wrote it down. Light, light and something else. But then he said that quickly that turned into monsters and, and like folk tales or like you mentioned uh-huh. and then he he was like yeah some some people come here to find you know bigfoot aliens you know yetis yeah but what they end up finding is much deeper they start finding the monster within themselves yes um, the, the line was great i wrote down they were looking for monsters but found each other but found each other yes yeah damn that was definitely this tie to, which then goes back to what I was kind of talking about with this mirror idea, because that's talking about how these stories of monsters are only reflections of the worst parts of ourselves mm-hmm. as humans. And at the same time, he's flipping he's so- this little mirror in front of Mike, forcing Mike to look at himself. Mike has probably been seeing a part of his life and a part of himself in Chris this whole time, because it reminds him of all the crazy shit that they did together and how maybe at a, some, at some point he was an enabler for his drug addiction. It, are you any better than Chris, you know, for the situation that he's been in? No, because you did encourage and enable it at some point. And he's forced to look at himself kind of like Chris. Yeah. He's seeing Chris in himself. Yeah. And the the monster that he has been trying to contain in this forest. There was also this beautiful moment in which, um, when the, the French guy, I'm so sorry. I don't know his name. Um, is holding the mirror and there's a mirror right behind, um, Mike. And there's just half of his face being shown. And the rest is, him like the the french guy holding it and you can see he's like talking about that's just like the like dimensions that happen within you know the different the infinite possibilities yeah infinite stories look up into the infinite i see a film that oh yeah he talked about a film Mm -hmm. and i think theory time those two people that he brought were supposed to be the only ones that died Mm. and he didn't he saw i guess something that uh, made him not die i guess like he figured it out like he figured it out he Mm -hmm. saw he saw the film but then he's like living in a trailer smoking some bread stuff from south america yeah you know like at first mike thought it was tobacco and he was like what is that that's red He's like, I've forgotten. So it's kind of like maybe he escaped his death, but at what cost? At what cost? He's addicted living alone. Living alone, like uh, essentially cursed to be alone and just lost in his mind too. Mm -hmm. He looked up and he saw the truth and couldn't handle it. He saved, maybe saved his life, but he lost his mind. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting, as an interesting thought, I that story kind of makes it clear that he knew something because also after Mike leaves, he hears this whole story and Mike's like, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, you're sounding pretty fucking crazy. And he just 
the the French guy is just staring off into space. Even after he leaves, it's a very long shot of him just dead dead behind his eyes. Just yeah. Mike comes back and Chris looks like he's tried to kill himself. Mm-hmm. He's used the mug shatter to like cut his wrists, and he's just bleeding out and passed out. And Mike obviously freaks out. And he's like, "Oh my god." He wraps him up real quick, and Chris is like, hey, man, you freaked me out. You're coming in so hot. What's going on? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I tried to cut myself, but it turns out not as easy to kill myself as, as I would like. He's so casual about it. Yeah. While Mike is just running around freaking out. And then he, like, gets a rag and, and like, water and just starts to assess the wound, and he realizes it is just a little cut. Yeah. Nothing too serious and Mike was like, see, I do. I mean, Chris was like, see, I told you. This Nothing is kind of. Because it's a it's an interesting question of like, oh, was he trying to kill himself? Because he's being so casual. But he definitely is because he then goes into this monologue about how he loves doing drugs. He just mm-hmm. loves he loves doing drugs. And it is it is the That's lifestyle the yeah. that he's chosen He's like, that is how I want to die. Just, like, let me kill myself the way that I want. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I don't I don't want to die from global warming or viruses. I was, those two, I was like, excuse me. Um, oh, well. I mean, they've always been around. Not always, but enough. Anyways. Yeah. It was, cut that out. Um, <laughs> and action. And action. Um, but, yeah, like. I thought he was trying to commit uh, suicide, for sure. Yeah, he's like, Mike, you've taken away the only thing that makes me happy, and now you won't even let me have control over this. Yeah, because he was so devastated that Sarah died, that yeah, she was murdered. For sure. He was like, that's the only thing I fucking loved. That was the only thing. Mm-hmm. And they took that away. Yeah, because he also mentions that, like, this is the only thing that makes him happy. It's mm-hmm. like, I didn't start living until I started doing drugs. But that is something that, like, you would hear a drug addict say. Mm-hmm. Because it will give you some sort of relief, you know, at some point. But then absolutely destroy you for the 99% of the time that you're using it. Yep. It- Isn't that when he, like, hears the scratching? Yes. Was an off another one of these off screen noises and then falling of the knife to the floor, which yeah. wakes Mike up and little little carvings, the cave drawings, the cave drawings, which goes back to this idea of story again. Mm-hmm. Oh, the slime machine turns on. Oh right, it turns on and it's Chris's face, right? In, like in a. Uh, like on a, in a morgue. Like, yeah. Like on a slab. Yeah. Chris's like, you photoshopped that? So like, you photoshopped that, man? What That's not hell? cool, man. And he was like, nah, bruh. And then, like, the next slide is Mike in a coffin. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And then the laptop flips on, and they see... And they're recording. They're, it's recording right now. It's recording the exact them in the... Mm-hmm. The cabin. He lets them go. At this point, he lets them go. And then they realize that it is recording. And then so far, 
it's recording on time. Yeah. And then it just starts kind of predicting the predicting future. Predicting the future and then it does a time lapse. We see it play being played out. Yeah. And then it gets to a point if they stay in the house, Micah and Billy are coming to murder them. Big old big old wrench time. Wrench like, time and the the knife that they find. Yes. Oh shit. We got to get out of here. Yep. And they decide to do it. Yeah, they decide to go. They, they gotta decide go. to go. And then they get into the car and they find the drugs. Mm-hmm. First of all, you just in the console. And you're like, oh, I got high and I must have left it in there. Yeah. My God. So they return the drugs to the house for Billy and Micah to find later. But then they find a CD. And he's like, don't play it. Please don't play it. Immediately puts it in the, mm-hmm. the CD and we're, we're listening to it. Oh, yeah. And uh-oh. It's their death. It's another one of their death possibilities of Charles showing up later and shooting both of them and then burning them in the house. Mm-hmm. It's like played out in this CD. And it also ends with his wife saying something. Yeah. Which is kind of creepy. So it might have not been in that house. I think Charles and his friends went over to his house back in San Diego with his wife. Finding them and burning them there. Oh, I see. So she was part of it too. Because, yeah, because he says, at this point, he's like, okay, we cannot go home. We have to finish the story here. Yeah, I'm not bringing this to my wife. I'm not bringing this to my wife. And he, like, says that, like, over and over again. Um, And because, like, Chris was just like, like, let's get out of here. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Please, can we just leave? Please, please, And at this point, fucking, like, we hear this, like, a door yeah. from another bunker or shed I, or whatever the fuck that was. How many freaking shed slash bunkers do they have I in this I don't know. Yeah, this is another one. I've never run into one. They Thank God. Yeah, I mean, thank God. They find another film in there. Mm-hmm. And but they, Micah and Billy are inside, so they can't, they can't go and view it. No. So they have to pull it out and he's just looking at it. He's like looking at it. I'm like, God damn, you're destroying this film. Okay, <laughs> it's like, ugh, that hurts me to see, but okay. <laughs> he's like, um, it's us by a fire. Us yeah, at night. It's dark. It's dark yeah. and we're by a fire. And that's all he pretty much says about it, which I'm assuming that's at the end there. So they did oh. see actually. No, I th- I think, oh, I don't know. I don't. Because it says, yeah, it looks like it ends with us at a fire. <gasps> oh. And then the end was them. Yes. Literally. Yeah. So they did see their death, but couldn't really tell what it was. So they couldn't really avoid it. What they saw was that last shot that we saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Damn. I just put that together. Oh, put it, bring it all together. Man, so, yeah. just to catch you up. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they look there like, what the fuck? This means nothing to us. Okay, well. Um, well, let's keep moving, they said. Let's. Or something like that. They somehow figure out. Well, they're like, okay, Billy and Micah came back. And they are doing their drugs in the house now. Cool. Yeah. Chill, boys. And they're like, well. Charles is coming back tonight, so 
Why don't we just like wait it out and Let, see? Let's stake it out to, to make sure that everything's taken care of. So they were trying to see if there was going to be another clue after that. Was it that or because he was like, we need to make an ending. Like this needs to happen. Yeah, an well, yeah, they said, they said, I think it wants a story with an ending. And then they said it needs to finish here. Yeah. Because um, I think they they want a, an ending. Yeah. And they're right. We do need an ending. Of course. Because we've been invested thus far. We've watched it this, this far. We're not just going to end. Well, just cut it. <laughs> That's it. We're finished. What if that was the movie? Ooh, that would be interesting. That'd be pretty disappointing. That would have been very infuriating. Yeah. I mean, creative, but bold move, but <laughs> didn't end like that. They pretty much stake out the house to make sure that Charles comes back and kills Billy and Micah, mm-hmm. which while they're waiting, the scene is kind of a nice wrap up of their relationship. They're talking about Kind of just like old friends. Mm-hmm. Chris is telling him the story about hiring a sex worker and how he just talked her ear off for six hours and she just left because she he freaked her out. And then they start talking about Mike becoming a father mm-hmm. and how he's excited about it. And Mike kind of is like you'd be a great uncle you know you're he such keeps a showering him with like compliments yeah. he's just like you know you're a good person you know yeah people hate you right now but like you're bright you're smart you were loyal you know mm-hmm. um all these things and he's like shut up like yeah. no no I'm, no I'm not i wouldn't make a good uncle blah 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 mm-hmm. and that's when mike pretty much says I did do this because I felt guilty. I did this for myself because I wanted to do one last good thing before the baby came to make me feel good about about myself. He probably doesn't feel like he's good enough ready. to be a father. Yeah, ready no. to be a father. And this was like a final ditch effort for him to feel like he can be an adult, take care of somebody, care for somebody. And make them okay. Mm -hmm. That's why he was so desperately almost trying to prove it to himself that he could do it. And he admits it. He's like, this was for me. This wasn't for you. And I'm sorry. It's a nice little... Wrap up. Ending of the characters. They're going to be okay together. Maybe he'll go back to doing drugs. It doesn't really end there uh, with this conversation. Him being like, I'm never going to do drugs again because I love you, man. But Mm -hmm. it's just kind of them accepting each other as people. And then Charles shows up and kills off Billy and Micah and sets the place ablaze. Yep. Woo. And then they leave and then Chris rushes to, well, he's, uh, that, that conversation ends with him saying, I'm sorry that I can't be this imaginary guy. Mm -hmm. You know, that Mike had envisioned, uh, Chris to be. Yeah. Um, or what he could make him to be. Yeah. And so then he rushes to the burning house in hopes to be able to get the remainder of the drugs. The drugs are the guns that were firing off in the basement. Oh, yeah, they were firing. Yeah. Yeah. So they waited for the bullets that were flying all over the place. Um, And he was like, no, no, no. I just want to hit. I just, I, I need help. 
I just can't. I can't do this. Um, and then uh, Mike, was it where he's like, we're still that story with that. Oh, he was like, yeah, you know, like we made it through. We made it through. We're the one with the happy ending. Yeah, we made it to the end. And even Chris is like, can you take me to rehab? He asked him to take him to rehab at this point. And so it is like a, hey, yeah. happy ending. Like he wants to go to rehab. They got rid of all the, the heat that are on him. Yeah. And, and we, yeah. we got the happy ending. I can go back home to my wife and have a baby. Yay. Woo! Freeze frame. No. 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 Sorry. Some sort of fucking being creature stands up and it's the perspective From... of the camera. Yeah. It's the camera that has been following them pretty much this whole movie, looming over them. We don't see what it is, but it just stands up and they look up it at it. It casts us a shadow, but it's fucking big. It's big. It's standing over them as they're looking into the fire, which is yeah. what that reel, the end of that reel predicted yeah it would end with them by a fire and the last thing that mike says is can we try it another way and then that's how it ends and then that's it blackout damn they were doomed from the start yeah i guess didn't see it didn't see what it was i don't mean, know what it is chris seemed like he was doomed from the start mm -hmm. of us meeting him and then um, Mike just entangled himself in this in this story, which he kind of admits at the end that he never should have done in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because he... Chris was, I guess, happy, and he was what he was. Yeah. And multiple times he was Mike was told throughout this movie, just leave, just get out of there. Oh, this is not this no. isn't worth it essentially to to help this guy. He'll just keep doing drugs. And so it was going to be, it was a doomed errand for Mike in the first place too. Do both of them doomed from the start. Yeah. We can pretend like the story is going to end well, but we've also seen and heard all of these stories just ending horribly this entire movie too. Mm -hmm. All the people who have come here before. What makes you think that you're going to be different? Man. Dang. Sucks. Restoration. Yeah. Nope. Resolution. <laughs> Restoration. Resolution. I was like, yeah. 2012. <laughs> Very cool. Wow. Let's get to uh, some Smash Pumpkin writing. Yeah. Let's I mean, it. I like the storyline. I thought everything just kind of had its, you know, purpose. And I think it was the most well-told story about, you know, different dimensions without it being really called that mm -hmm. um and the ted part was the only one that i was just like what is this yeah. this doesn't make any sense i wonder if there's any more you know like actual film that they did and just edited out yeah they should have just took that one with it but um yeah love the acting it was so genuine um that it was hard sometimes to hear those words you know of yeah. somebody wanted to just die and they've given up um so i'm rating this movie a 3.8 3.8 yeah very nice yeah very to cool. the cameras to everything yeah really I, great 
I thought it was great well too, and it, I think it started from a really good script. The, mm-hmm. the writing of the script was very natural. Very natural. And I, it definitely did seem like the directors allowed the actors to kind of play around with the words, mm-hmm. not stay so true to it, which I think just makes it better and more feel like a more natural film. The uh, Some of the supernatural stuff I, I did like for the most part, but it, at a certain point it did kind of seem a little lost on me. Like there was some stuff the that kind of went over my opening. head. Yeah, it was kind of... Like, okay, what was that? What I don't know. Some of it, a little bit, I think, went over my head. But I didn't need it to be that explained because the story was so good. The acting was so good. It was definitely eerie. It, I never felt, like, super scared. Yeah. But definitely had this very eerie uh, and um, kind of impending uh, feeling yeah. about it. So I really liked it as well. I think I'm going to give it a four out of five. Oh, right. Smash pumpkins. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Cool. Restoration. Beautiful. Fun one. Yeah. It's always fun to have one that we not, neither of us have seen. I, yeah. I was like, well, here we go. Maybe this, uh, I'm not going to like this one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And I liked it a lot more than I thought I'd Very pleasantly would. surprised. Yeah. Very pleasantly same. surprised. Same, Great same. job. Great job. Wow. Good job, guys. Yeah, good job, everybody. Well, uh, shall we yeah. for the next week? Uh, both of us <laughs> pulling it down I think together. this is your turn. All right. Yeah. Here we go. I'm I think I really... pulled the... Last time I picked it straight from the top, so I'm going to go... From the top, make a Like drum. in the middle. Actually, in the corner. In the middle, in the corner. In the corner, middle. In the corner, middle. Here we go. Here, this is it. This is the one that I picked. All right. <laughs> this is the one that this I picked. This is the one that I picked. All right. Let's see if I can guess it. I usually don't. After Max and Avery meet on a social media app for the for a first date, they end up at a haunted house only to realize the trauma they share may either save them or erupt into an unforgivable nightmare. Whoa. Haunted house. Monster house. Monster house. <laughs> That's what I mean. We are watching Those Who Walk Away from 2022, the year that we are currently in. So, wow, cool. I've never seen this one either. Me neither. That sounds crazy. It sounds fun. 2022. 2022. This is the very first one we'll see for the the podcast. The podcast. The podcast. Oh. Well, great. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well. Let's well, get out of here, huh? Yeah. You, you can follow me on Instagram, Color Me Leslie. And me at BP Pritchy T, and also us at The Dead Lights Pod. The Dead Also, check out Playground Social, which is the studio that we are recording this Playground time. Social. But until next time, <laughs> let's get spooky, y'all. Ooh. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Don't ever do drugs. drugs Don't are ever bad, pick okay. up a VHS or look into a mirror.